On this seafaring edition of User Words Podcast, Aaron has decided to go the way, the rogue, the pirate. And he has decided that he shall read some of his favorite verses from the pirate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> My personal faves. Yeah. No, no. We're, um, we're talking about bad Bible translations, and we're going to start with the, the pirate version. Oh, if only we could have Dave. Ahoy hoy. Oh, ahoy hoy. <laughs> okay, I like that pirate. Yes. Okay, I don't like the pirate Bible translation. Oh, no. We're also going to be great to read it. <laughs> We're also going to talk about the Passion Translation, which is another bad one. The message kind of fits in there, too. Just as bad. Um, I and don't, then China. And then the CCP is also making their own version of the Bible. And uh, mm-hmm. we kind of got an idea of what it's going to look like based on some of the stuff that's already leaked out into morality text law textbooks in China. So that's what we're going to be covering today. But first we're going to start with the wonderfulness that is Aaron reading to us Uh, excerpts from the pirate Bible. Pirate Bible. Dang. I mean, the cover is pretty dope. Skull and crossbones. I'm in. (laughs) We'll talk about why you shouldn't order that in a moment, but go on. I'm not saying order skull and crossbones. I'm saying the pirate Bible in general. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second here. But yeah, there's some things there. But anyways, Aaron, where's some uh, select verses from? Where do you say, yeah, where do you even want me to start? Because I've got the side-by-side thingies here. Why why don't you read um, the the Bible, the the original version, the king. So the the pirate version is based. These are all pirates. On the, on the webpage I gave you, yeah. the left side are the original version, King James version, and then the right side are the pirate. Oh, geez. Yep. Yep. Oh, boy. Yep. Yep. Okay. So the pirate Bible, for those of you unaware, is based off of the King James version. So, Aaron, take it away. All right. So, first, the OG, or the good one, whatever. This is, wow, my eyes, man. I might need to get glasses. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're reading off of a phone screen. Yeah. Acts 1.8. But you will, yeah, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea, or Judea, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. All right. All right. Here we go for the pirate Aaron. How do you the, say oh this? Gosh. <laughs> I and I want you to say it as no, energetic as a pirate. No, I can't. No, you can't put that pressure on me now. <laughs> I, I can't do it now. Now I'm too nervous. If I, if I had thought about this ahead of time, anyway, I've gotten him a patch, a fake, oh, uh, fake parrot, the pirate hat. Ahoy. Ahoy. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. Ye shall. Ye shall be granted strength upon the coming of the Holy Ghost. What the heck? That's so weird. And ye shall be me cannon. Cannon? <laughs> Firing rounds, old truth in Jerusalem. Judea. Je, wait, de, 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 what? Judea and Samaria. No, it's different spelling, though. Unless it's a typo. It's Yeah, it is a different spelling. Judea and Samaria. Sailing onward to the edge of the world. 
What the heck? What is this junk? <laughs> All right. So uh, that's Axe. Axe. Yep. I feel inspired now to go out and spread the gospel. I do. <laughs> As a canon. <laughs> heck yeah, dude. That's metal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course. I am decapitated now. What? Um, woe. So this is going to be Isaiah 10, 1 and 2, or 1 through 2, whatever. Uh, woe to those who make unjust laws. To those who issue oppressive decrees to deprive the poor of their rights and withhold justice from the oppressed of my people. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. It just, it seems like for the pirate one, it's like there's just so much more like unneeded noises in there for words. <laughs> Arr. <laughs> Woe on them scallywags who decree them unrighteous, right? Unrighteous laws and write out their own decrees full of sorrow and woe. Ahoy, me me hearties. I'll no be, I'll no be even any of this. Keep your mitts off. Oh, the what? (laughs) Oh, yeah. So. The the reason for the shorthand there, the yeah, having the, and the is having. Yes. And the oh the that's of, oath of there, I mean it's just an O and off, then a TH. Off of of the or off of the or something like that. That's what's off with that yeah, whatever. That's dumb pirate pirate talk. Pirate lingo. That's what it is. So Psalm. Mm. <laughs> Yep, we're in the Psalms now. Psalm 141, verse 4. (sighs) Let not my heart be drawn to what is evil, to take part in wicked deeds with men who are evildoers. Let me not eat of their delicacies. Oh, boy. Oh, at least they still have delicacies in there. Right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I hate the R's. (laughs) R. Uh, keep, keep me hard away from any evilish deeds, evilish deeds. No truck with, no truck. They didn't have trucks back then. <laughs> yeah. No truck with, 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 I, no with, truck with these swabs. What practice wickedness. What practice wickedness. Let me not partake. Oh, their delicacies. Okay. What the heck? And then John 10, 11. Oh man, my, my throat. I am the good, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Okay. Our, oh my gosh. Our, I be that, I be the fine sea. What? I be the fine sea captain. The fine sea captain offering his life for the crew. Oh my gosh. This is so stupid. What the heck? Man. Yeah. I'm the the fine sea captain. Okay. Uh. Yeah, all right. So then um, right below those images right there is Galatians 5, 18 through 21. Oh my goodness, there's more pirates. Oh, okay. So, so wow, it's still KJV and then Pirate Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool. KJV, uh, 
but if because as soon as i said but if ye i was like are we really what but if ye be led of the spirit ye are ye are not under the law now if the works of the flesh are manifest which are these adultery fornication un, uncleanness oh my goodness i do not like that word um lash i can't even say that one uh wait. lash 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 lashivishness lashes lashivishness oh lasciviousness Lasciv- oh my gosh lasciviousness that's i don't like that one never seen that before um idolatry witchcraft hatred variance variance uh emulations wrath strife sedition seditions heresies envyings murders drunkenness revelings and such like of the which i tell you before as i have also told you in time past that they are no that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god man i don't like king james version anyways (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know right and that's not even like the tough probably tough well yeah not even tough spot to read in king james no it's not now Um, you got the next one now we got the good old pirate bobble all right, so for the Pirate Bible, Galatians 5, 18 through 21. But it's still, so it starts off about the same? Well, no, it changes really quickly. All right, but if ye be led by the wind, ye ain't subject to the code. A, the scurvy deeds of the scallywag be plain to see. Adultery, fornic- fornicating. <laughs> Just, okay, uncleanliness and led. Lecherousness, lecherousness, mutiny, voodoo, <laughs> a vast hatred, arguing, looking for a, for a fight, bombs bursting with rage, scallywags at each other's throats, blasphemous thinking, and mutinous notions are envyings and murders, guzzling, grogging, but that's what they love doing, guzzling, grogging, revelries. Oh, the likes of that, I be telling ye afore, as I said afore the, as I said afore the those, that's weird, what do such that they won't inherit the kingdom, oh God. What the heck? I do like the guzzling grog, and the, I like the guzzling grog part, though. Of course you do. <laughs> it's just, it's, sounds cool. Guzzling grog. Guzzling man i mean yeah yeah voodoo mutiny mutiny yeah those are just some weird ones there it's just like okie dokie and then there's some other weird ones that aren't on a lot of other sites so for example john 3 36 i'm gonna read the pirate bible version one first it's not on those sites okay okay I'm going to read this as piratey as I can. Oh, good. Have fun. He who believes in the sun shall have everlasting life. But to them who don't believe in the sun be doomed to a life without end. And the wrath of the almighty be upon them. (laughs) What? (laughs) Why are you turning your head? I I was like, I was going to take a drink, but then like I inhaled whatever the fumes were coming off this thing. I was like, ah, 
Wow. That, I was going to say, I should probably should have had a drink of this before I started reading the pirate Bible stuff. <laughs> right. I made it more realistic. Maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, so anyways, yes. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I got to make my text a little bit smaller because it is large from my solo recording. Anyway, John 336. Uh, I'm going to read the ESV version because I'm not a KGV person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make me read the KGV stuff. Well, that's because that's what's based I off know. of, okay? <laughs> I know. It's okay. It's fine. We got to see how like crazy it gets. <laughs> yes, crazy. Compared to what? Most people probably read. I don't know. Yeah, we'll t- we'll talk about how we got the pirate version here in a moment. But give me <laughs> one second. I gotta scroll in this because yeah, it doesn't. It didn't like to do that. Anyways, <laughs> thirty six. Thirty six. Uh, ESV version. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Okay. All right. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God remains on him. Okay. Now that's that. Now just to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. John 3, 36 in the King James Version says this. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Compare and contrast to what that says here in the... Um, the, pirate Bible. the pirate Bible. He who believes in the Son shall have everlasting life. Okay, we're good. But them who don't believe in the Son, okay, be doomed to a life without end. So be doomed to everlasting life. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the wrath of the Almighty be upon them. Uh, you're changing the just a little bit there, buddy. Um, more than a little bit. And we'll explain why that kind of happened here. Okay. Okay. Uh, Luke 19.10, this one. Wow. Jesus learned new skills according to this. R, the son of man, has sailed the seas to find and rescue what was once gone. What? R, the son of man, has sailed the seas to find and rescue what was once gone. Luke 19.10. What is Luke 19.10, sir? Do you have that memorized? Oh. No, that's okay. Um, I'm going to read you the KGV version, just so we're kind of all on the same page here. Here's what 19.10 says. For the Son of Man is come to seek and save that which was lost. Interesting. Sail the seas, rescue. I don't see seas in there. (laughs) What was once gone? what was once lost okay then we're going to talk about second corinthians 5 17 <laughs> second corinthians no uh-huh. 5 17 let me ask you this if i call you a scallywag what does that mean what's a scallywag not good i don't know this is like a, a worthless Thieving person or something? I don't know. Or someone up to mis- making mischief? Yeah. Know. A scallywag is a person who behaves badly, but in an amusingly mischievous rather than harmful way. A rascal. Ah. 
Okay. A troublemaker in a, in a sense, then, right? Okay. What is a scoundrel? A scoundrel. Scoundrel. Uh, um, I don't know. A troublemaker? <laughs> I don't know. A dishonest or oh. unscrupulous person. Hmm. Okay. I define these two terms first. Okay. Because I think it's important to do that. And I'm going to read the King King James Version first because I think it's important to keep this in mind what we're talking about here. Because this is one of the cases where the the, the meaning of the verse has completely changed in the in the pirate version. Okay. Okay. So we're talking okay. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Yep. KGV says this. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now for the butchering. If any scallywag comes to Christ, they be a brand new scoundrel. Gone be the old. And everything be new. So pirate version goes, scallywag, someone who does mischievous but in a cute way, to someone who's unscrupulous <laughs> when they come to Christ. Yeah, <laughs> that completely uh, screws with the translation just a little bit, the meaning of you the You just verse. don't understand the actual original pirate lang uh, language. Yes, that must be it. Yeah. That must be you it. You have the wrong definition. I'm sorry. Let me go get a, a pirate translator on the line. Oh, wait. They didn't use that at all. What do you mean? So how do you think they translated the pirate Bible? I have, I have no it, idea. If you had a thing, if you had a, if you had a guess. <laughs> He'll watch the Pirates of the Caribbean movies and try and match up the language to fit the best. That would actually be better than what they did. Oh, no. What did they do? I'm going to read from their about page. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. For those wondering what this project is or why it exists, we at the Pirate Bible team thought we would share a few thoughts on the subject. The Pirate Bible is a translation of the King James Version of the Bible into pirate vernacular. The entire Bible was translated, including Old and New Testaments. We have chosen not to include the Apocrypha. The translation was completed entirely using artificial intelligence and a fine-tuned algorithm. We worked hard to find a formula that produced true pirate-like speech while trying to preserve the meaning of the original text trying <laughs> see notice the wording here in order to achieve that goal we at times needed to adjust our algorithm and rerun verses through the translator but at no time did we interpolate our own words into the result or remove things we deemed unnecessary while this produced errors of its own it was not affected by the bias of a small group of men or women it allows us to say that this is the first translation of the bible done 100% by artificial intelligence. Wow. So there was not really much effort put into it. No, it was all done through AI. For example, I have ChatGPT4, right? Yeah. We we one of the ones you read was Psalm 141:4. Yeah. Okay. Do let, do not let my heart be drawn to what is evil so that I I take part in wicked deeds along with those who are evildoers. 
do not let me eat their delicacies, right? I go, hey, write this as a as a pirate in pirate lingo. I literally said, can you restate the verse in pirate lingo? That's why I asked him. Yep. And goes, aye, aye. Here's Psalm 141.4 in the pirate's tongue. <sighs> I think Chat GP did better. Oh, gosh. Let not me heart be tempted by the devilish, nor join in foul play with them scurvy rogues. Keep me from partaking in their ill-gotten treasures. I think it did better than their AI system did. What AI system did they do? Whatever one they created on their own and decided to use. They didn't say in particular what one they did. But they said they fine-tuned the yeah. algorithms of that. So yeah, tells you something's going on there. Yeah, the 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 pirate Bible. Yeah, it, it has some uh, issues. It's available to purchase for twenty six sixty two. Um, I probably won't be buying one of those. Now, here's kind of the the thing that uh, some people have kind of clued into, and go, "Oh, that's some trickery afoot." You can buy a pirate Bible, right? Okay. And you can get a free King James Version Bible. Whoa. However, there's a little footnote on on the checkout page. Because there's a little check mark. Yes, uh, please send me a free copy of the King James Version of the Bible to read along with my pirate Bible, right? And underneath that small little text, free Bible will be delivered separately by emissaries. From a local church. What local church? The Mormon church. What? So by agreeing, so by getting the pirate Bible and asking for the free King James Version, Mm -hmm. you'll be visited by Mormon missionaries to your house. Dude, let's do it. Um, So the group that is putting out the pirate Bible. Yeah. Mormon. Yeah. And some people have gone, oh, this is just an underhanded way for Mormon missionaries to visit you. And like, <laughs> I don't know if it's underhanded, but I, uh, it's pretty direct on what they're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, you can go to piratebible.com and check it out. You used to be able to get like a free digital version of it, but yeah. no longer. Oh, you got to buy it. I wish I would have gotten the free digital version so I could have more, we could have more verses to uh, go off of. Go off of here. But I mean, I'm not I'm not giving them 2662. That's fair. Yeah. So you could go to piratebible.com. You can also go to a couple other websites. There'll also be a couple of research links down below of um various things. Priority uh, stuff. Some other examples. Also, Mike Winger has like a good half hour where he talks about and compares and contrasts some uh, excerpts from the Pirate Bible and how they train change the translation that. And he's kind of the first person that I heard talk about. Oh, and if you order the free King James, you also get a more of a missionary visit. <laughs> well, dude, we should totally send one to Josh's house. That'd just be too mean. That and would be it would be really mean. I would not do that to Amy. <laughs> oh, true. Okay, I didn't take her into consideration. Oops. You gotta take Amy into consideration all these things. <laughs> um, right. So I, I I was just like, oh man. Okay. <sighs> so that's pirate translation. That's that, that, pirate that, stuff. That's kind of a bad translation all around, though. Oh, for sure. I was just like, really? Really? 
That is, uh, oh no. And then I go, hey, Aaron. Hey, me. There's other bad translations out there. Oh, heck yeah, there are. Have you ever heard of um, the Passion Translation? I've heard of it, never read any of it. I would recommend not reading it. <laughs> it was that, and then, which I know you had mentioned also, was the Message uh, Bible. Yeah, so the message but... is, and okay, so here's the difference between the ma- the ma- the message. The message. The message and um, the Passion. The message was actually translated by a group of people. In our words, more than one. Okay. Right yeah. there, right there. A hundred times better than the Passion version. Who did the Passion version? All right. So the Passion version was written by one person, uh, Brian Simmons. Do you know who Brian Simmons is? I have is? no idea who Brian Simmons is. Do you know the new of how do you say it? New apostolic movement. Nope. No. Um, do you know Bethel? Yeah. Okay. See, now we now we got some uh now we're getting somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere there. Okay. So he has connections to Bethel. So okay. right away at my life. What's wrong with Bethel? The new apostolic reformation movement. <sighs> That's why. Um, if that's a whole other conversation, it's just, just it's right whoa. now, let's have it. Just kidding. Yeah, exactly. We're not going to go there. Okay. Um, so he is the sole translator of this passion version, passion translation. He says, right. Mm-hmm. So during a television interview in 2015, again, Oh, so this has been a while. Uh, it was published in 2017. So it's not like okay. brand, brand new, but it's been out no. there a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But during a television interview in 2015, Brian Simmons claimed that in 2009, Jesus visited his room and commissioned him to write a new translation of the Bible. During the same TV program, Simmons claimed that Jesus had revealed to him a new chapter of the Bible, John 22. Yeah. <laughs> so right away you're like oh hello this... so you're adding into the bible yep he is um there he he does it quite a bit actually but yeah i know you're like already like wait what yeah it, it, it it's as bad as it sounds and worse okay so so again most bible reputable Reputable Bible translations are the work of multiple authors, multiple scholars in the original language. This was all done by one man, Simmons. Um, He says, a team of editors and scholars reviewed his information, but no names on who these people were have ever been revealed, given, whatever. Um, Yeah. He has claimed that he has assisted in the Payakuna New Tribes Mission uh, translation of the Bible. But the people who actually worked on that said, no, he never was a translator for us as well. Uh, They state he assisted only in reading the translation to the native people and to provide feedback to the translation of how well the translation was understood by the intended audience. Hmm. Okay. This was available 
on places like BibleGateway.com, you know, popular place you can go and read Bible versions online. Um, it was available on version. I don't know if it does or not because I don't use version necessarily. You're talking about using the Passion version? Yeah. We'll find out. And it was at one point available on Logos, but guess what I don't see anymore? It, that version? It available on, Lo- on Logos. Yeah, it's here. Okay, it is? Yep. All right, so it's still available in some places, so it's not like it's been wiped from the internet, mm-hmm. it, but it is not good. Um, according to some, the Passion Translation is a paraphrase calling itself a translation. Mm-hmm. Just like the message, it calls itself a paraphrase. It doesn't take itself too seriously. and doesn't encourage you to do your Bible studying directly from it. Um, but the Passion goes, no, 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 no. You can, you can study this new word that i i I did Uh, (laughs) yeah as some authors have said it have said translations attempt to convey an accuracy as accurately as possible the thoughts of the original where they lean towards word for word such as a kjv version or thought for thought such as an niv version uh the passion and and these articles put it in quotes translation inserts all kinds of concepts words and ideas of which the original gives no hints whatsoever despite the occasional footnotes, which say implied by the context. All right. So here's a couple examples highlighted in one of the articles here. In Galatians 2.19, right? Uh, They give a Greek phrase, which simply means that I might live for God and has been translated as so that I can live for God in heaven's freedom. So they added in, in heaven's freedom. And they go, there, to be clear, there is no indication whatsoever in the Greek of that sentence or the rest Amen. of the chapters that either heaven or its freedom are in view in this text. That's weird. It is not translation. It's an interpre- interpolation or gloss or, more bluntly, an addition. And then he goes on, well, you could think readings, you know, at the start of a book, pretty, pretty straightforward, right? To translate. He goes, which is why all the major translations render Philippians 1.1 pretty much the same way. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. But the Passion Translation throws in at least two ideas as well. And this is how it reads. My name is Paul, and I'm joined by my spiritual son, Timothy, both of us passionate servants of Jesus, the Anointed One. Yeah, it just adds in stuff, right? It doesn't stop there. In the next verse, when Paul simply says, grace and peace to you, the translation reads, we decree over your lives the blessings of divine grace and supernatural peace. Those those examples right there are just horrible in and of themselves. There's so much, yeah, there's so much just thrown onto it that's unnecessary. Yep. <laughs> Galatians 1.6, Paul expresses his amazement that the Galatians are turning aside to a different gospel, right? And then they give the Greek there, and they said, and then in the Passion, it says this, a distorted gospel of salvation by works. He goes, even if this reading of Galatians has been greatly problematized, 
I don't even know how to say that word. Um, if not completely discredited by the last four years of Pauline scholarship, who remained a sheer insertion into the text rather than a faithful rendering. Galatians 2.14, they translate like an Aramean rather than as a Gentile. So they're changing even that sort of stuff. What the? Why? Because this person claims, and if you read through some interviews with him, he claims that it was revealed to him by God that these Greek phrases actually mean these things. They mean different than what we've always known to know them as. Uh, Another example he gives is Roman 1.8, Romans 1.8, where he says, entire clauses are inserted for no obvious reasons. And this is the Passion Translation version. I give thanks to God for all of you, because it's through your conversion to Jesus Christ that you are becoming well-known. That part that he added there was the started at because it's through your conversion to Jesus Christ that you are becoming well known. That that's all new. He just added it. That there's nothing in the Greek at all that even comes close to suggesting it, right? And then he continues on for the testimony of your, and then here's a new part: strong, persistent, and new part faith is spreading throughout the world. So okay, but so he just added strong, persistent. Yeah, but faith. But where's he getting that from? Yeah, and 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 and, right. and, and the claim of that he'll be they'll be made famous. Yeah. Yeah. What that? <laughs> I guess you could say be made famous, but <laughs> maybe not a good famous. That's, huh? I've never heard of any of this. Well, yeah. I guess that's just wild. So another thing, like this, is taken directly from their website. It might not be on their website anymore, but they captured it at the time. This is what they write: In past translations, wonderfully gifted scholars were trained to focus on factors besides the emotion of the text. As Brian has studied the original biblical manuscripts, he has uncovered what he believes is the love language of God that has been missing from other translations. Oh. Wow. Well, you didn't realize it was revealed to him, right? Yeah, exactly. I I just, I randomly came across uh, a video of this two... I believe, like, theologian guys doing, well, having a conversation with a, like, LGBTQ, whatever, affirming pastor or whatever. I can't mm-hmm. think I can't think of his name. Okay. But apparently he's a big one. But they were, like, having a conversation with him and trying to get him to justify why he believes what he does or, like, and how he gets... Like how, I guess, yeah, how he interprets the Bible to either one support his beliefs. This was uh, Apologetica Studios, wasn't it? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like they were sitting around a table talking, and he, the LGBT pastor, was on like Zoom or 
something uh, like that. Probably it. Then. Yeah, I, I've seen that video before. Okay, um, we've talked about that guy before. Yeah. Yep. I can I can't think of his name right now. I try not to think of his name. <laughs> um, right, so, but anyways, yes, I know exactly the video you're talking about. I know exactly what's going on there. Um, I say, I wonder if <laughs> if this Brian dude would ever hop on this thing and have Br- a, Brandon Robertson is his name is the is the pastor uh, the quote unquote pastor that okay but cause I mean he I guess this guy also Brian whatever has nothing to back him besides his like crazy claims I suppose but then, I mean, that goes against scripture, though. Yeah, and he and he has done a lot of videos. So yeah. this Brandon Robertson. So it's not oh, like oh Brandon. Okay. So it's not like he um he's unknown on this stuff. Mm-hmm. He describes himself as what what is the correct word um. A Christian agnostic. Okay. That's what, because the ag, what's an agnostic? Oh, gosh. <laughs> agnostic it, is a person who believes that nothing can be known or unknown about the existence or nature of God or of anything beyond material phenomena. A person claims that neither faith nor disbelief in God. So he claims to be a Christian agnostic pastor, minister. The Brandon guy. Yeah. Who mm. is gay, who is living yeah. that lifestyle, who right. is embraced that lifestyle fully. And he does mm. manipulate scripture all the time to fit well, that. Yeah, saying from from that specific like interview thing. I mean, he oh, was just thinking it's like he's pretty much saying that scripture is just incorrect. Oh yeah. That's like but all of that is based on just what his thoughts would be on it. And then I did find it interesting how he said like sexual, like sexuality didn't exist back in that time or whatever. And they, and I was just like, wait, what? How would it not? We've been, (laughs) we've been the same since the beginning as far as like, I guess having, I guess being sexual creatures per se. It's like, that's always been there. So I yeah that there's a lot that I didn't understand with with how I mean he didn't have anything to back up what he was going on other than what his thoughts were on it. Yeah, I, I mean this guy has given sermons such and I'm, I'm, I pulled up his what his YouTube channel. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, for example, this one I know I've come across this one a while ago. Uh, Brandon Robertson, when Jesus sinned. Oh. Um. Yeah. So. <laughs> So then we're all doomed then anyway. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's he said that that uh stop idolizing Jesus. Yeah, that that that's this guy. Uh he's yeah. I I wish I was kidding about some of this stuff. Where's his church? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be anywhere around it. <laughs> Shoot, I mean we should there should probably be people. Be like outside, be like, no, 
stopping this guy. Unfortunately, Goodness. he does have a decent congregation because people like yeah. when he tickles the ear. Well, right. It's all feel good. There's no, I guess, per se, judgment or anything to, f- I guess. Yeah, there's no. As far as I know, there'd be no judgment that people have to worry about because he's accepting of anybody. Yeah. Well, except for people that idolize Christ. Yeah. And knowing, knowing him. Yeah. I am not even going to attempt to even play a second of any of his videos uh, because yeah. that will get copyright stricken faster than you could say Ooga Booga. Ooga Booga. But there is a lot out there that you can find on him. Um, yeah, I, th- there's just some things there. But anyways, yeah, I, I know I, when you start talking about it, I, I knew exactly yeah. what you were talking about. Um, yeah, he's been endorsed by such people like Rob Bell. That guy. He used to be like the uh, rock star pastor guy that kind of. He did the Numas. I see a face of this dude, huh? He did the Numas. The Numas, the Numas, the Numas. The Numa videos. Oh, him and Oprah. Cute. It's kind of random. But as far as like, so we have obviously all these guys that are, well, one just uh, false teachers. Right. Do you think with the new, well, upcoming generations, I guess, do you, I don't know, I've heard that there's like like a hope of like the new generation that's growing up is like on a search almost for truth sort of thing. Do you think that a lot of these guys are going to be potentially in a sense called out or discovered per se i i don't know and here's why i say i don't know i mean neither do i really honestly but just i'm just curious now yeah but here's why i say that yeah people keep going you know gen c gen z gen alpha they're the they're, they're the future you know, they're, they're, they keep going, yeah. well, obviously they're the future, <laughs> but they, they say they're the future of like, of, of Christianity because oh. they're like, they're seeing a lot convert to Christianity and that they're seeing all this, What's the... but here's a problem that I'm seeing as well. Yeah. And I see this in young people that I know that, that they don't see any issue with claiming to be Christian and having a significant other of the same gender. That's not yeah, uh that's not to a, them that's that uh, that's not incoherent. Right. To them that's them being accepting and inclusive. Mm-hmm. Because how can this god, how can this thing that they that they adhere to not allow them to be quote unquote who they who want they to are. be? Yeah. Unfortunately, what I think is going to happen is people like Robertson, especially when you have bad translations like the Passion Translation out there, uh-huh. are going to allow people to take what they want, do what they want, and say, 
manipulate it. Yeah, know? because what you know, you have a bad translation, so, right? Yeah. Well, someone goes, Well, the Bible says this. Well, then you pull out the Passion Translation, says, Well, the Passion Translation of the Bible says, says this. This. And it's still the Bible. Right. Ooh. That's a tough one. See, and so for me, excuse me. Um like I've never I guess I don't know. I guess never really I know I'm sure you've mentioned it before in the past, but like known of like the manuscripts. Like the original text or whatever. Yeah. And then because I know, like, that conversation has sort of, like, come up at work even before. I was like, you know, I was like, oh, like, these Bibles are all just different translations and stuff. And it's all, you know, just what people think it's supposed to mean. See, now, and, well, and even until now, I didn't actually realize they had multiple, like, to come up with a translation that they had multiple authors work together yeah. to try and stay true to what the original text meant. Yeah, they would have multiple people in a committee, and like these are people who are experts in the original language. Yeah, we're not just talking That's biblical scholars. We're talking people who are experts in Greek, people who are experts in Hebrew. That's crazy that that still has stuck around. Well, I he, guess if it was he, as, as it has, I don't know. Here's why you do it as a group. Yeah. It eliminates bias of an individual. Right, you have multiple people to try and keep you accountable. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool. That's very important. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I so even back in KGV times, mm-hmm. that happened. There was a, a basically a committee for the ESV, right? Mm-hmm. They say it was created by a team of more than one hundred leading evangelical scholars. Wow. That's from the, wow. the publish, you know, from the publisher themselves. There was a translation oversight committee chaired by uh, a man named Dennis. The 14-member translation oversight committee was aided by more than 50 biblical experts serving as review scholars. Hmm. The translation committee also received input from the advisory council having more than 50 members. Man, I wonder how much time that's got to take. It took them a while to do this. To think of how, I mean, you have to go through the Bible. I mean, I don't know how many times did they have to go through it or whatever, but I mean, obviously you had to go through the whole thing at least once. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So the ESV, right? Yeah. They started the idea in the early 90s. Of this. Okay. In 1997, they actually got the rights to use the revised standard version, second edition, as kind of a base template to start from so they didn't have to do everything 100% from scratch. Mm. And then they published in 2001. That that was years. Yeah. Wow. And we have these dudes just thrown in an algorithm and AI and crap and making a new one. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, so you have this happening, count hundreds of people doing this, right? Yeah. And then you have the passion translation, it's one person. 
And I'd like to read to you something. This is a story I'd heard before, but I wanted to find the actual written version of this. Oh, okay. Simmons claims that while he was asleep, the Lord took him out of his body and brought him to an immense library room in heaven. Simmons said, and the Lord came up to me and he said, Brian, I have brought you here to let you take any two books you want. Simmons goes on to explain that he selected two books, but then he saw a third book he also wanted. It was titled John 22. This is noteworthy because there are only 21 chapters of the book of John. Simmons began to think of ways he might be able to steal this third book. To steal? So you're good. (laughs) Okay. He says, and this is a quote from Simmons. And then I said, oh, no, I'm shoplifting on God. I felt so ashamed, but I knew if I could take this book, there was this book. So if I could just take this book back with me to the natural realm, it would trigger awakening in all the nations of the earth. It would bring, it would make the name of Jesus famous in the world. Jesus tells Simmons that he can't take the book because he's not ready for it yet. But Jesus promises, I will bring you back one day and I'll give you that book. At this point during the interview, um, it's responded, but there's only 21 chapters in John. What's this 22? Simmons then said, well, John 22, go back to John 14, 12, and you'll see that there's a greater work generation. I believe the John 22 generation will be a people that do greater works of Jesus. They will not add to the scriptures, and that's a sealed book, but it is a book that is unfolding, and the works of Jesus will be replicated by an entire generation of people that believe fully in the power of God. Wow. What? Um, he also completely changed the translation of Ephesians 5.22. Um, so 5.22, wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord, right? right? He claims the word submit is probably a mistranslation, and the verse should actually read, wives, be tenderly devoted to your husband as the church is tenderly devoted to Christ. The reason for this mistranslation, he says, is because translators have not been following the Aramaic text, which says tenderly devoted. They should follow the Aramaic because, as Simmons says, Jesus spoke in Aramaic. He taught in Aramaic. The apostles taught in Aramaic as well. The problem with Simmons' claim is that the book of Ephesians was written in Greek, not Aramaic. Yeah. That's the simple and obvious reason translators have translated it from the Greek. If Aramaic is a key to correctly translating the scripture, as Simmons claims, then why didn't God give it to us in Aramaic? That is not to mention the fact that in addition to Aramaic, Jesus and his disciples spoke Hebrew and Greek. So, in addition to Aramaic as well. But Yeah. Yeah, what well, I was with, uh, oh, I was at like some kind of like worship night with some people I went to church with couple years ago and they're like family uh well family friends whatever Mm -hmm. he was saying i think most of the bible anyways was in greek there wasn't a whole lot in hebrew i thought the new testament yes okay maybe maybe he was specifying the new testament you know there are some people go well you know a lot of the new the old testament was in uh, Greek, not Hebrew. That is true for some of it because a lot of the, the Old Testament was translated to Greek as well mm-hmm. um, for your Jews with living within 
areas that spoke Greek in that. However, we have found things that, you know, old um, writings in Hebrew that match up with the translation the Greek. Which tells us, oh, oh, things have been preserved. <laughs> that's awesome. Which is, yeah. Which means we can so trust important. it. Right. Okay. Another thing that Simmons did. Oh, great. He said that after Jesus, uh, so he said, you know, in 2009, Jesus visited him in his room, breathed on him, and commissioned him to write the new translation, right? Yeah. He claims that by blowing on him, Jesus gave him the spirit of revelation. The spirit of revelation? Yep. Okay. Um, and then he wrote, he said this, he breathed on me so that I would do the project, and I felt downloads coming instantly. I received downloads. It was like I got a chip put inside of me. I got a connection inside of me to hear him better, to understand the scripture better, and hopefully to translate. What kind of drugs is he doing? <laughs> yeah. And that's why people are like, oh yeah, he's part of the NAR because that's kind of some of that language that they use, that new apostolic reformation that. Oh, okay. I was like, NAR. I was like, NRA? What? No, not <laughs> NRA. NAR. Very different. <laughs> uh, again, ties to Bethel and that, which is why when we were at that, you know, uh, oh. worship conference recently, yeah. and the worship leader was like, "Oh yeah, I went to Bethel's School of Supernatural Ministry." <laughs> um, yeah, not not everyone Bing! not everyone showed up the next day and for that conference. Yeah, um, from the group I was with. Yeah, and I only stayed until lunch, right? Because of that because she was leading the worship that evening, and I was like. Nope, I'm not even going to be a part of it. Oh, interesting. So I was like, see, and, and the thing is like here, right? You know, we have choice on what we read, right? Mm -hmm. we, 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 we're not forced to read, you know, the say was kind of, you must read this version of oh, this. Oh gosh, I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Which brings me to our last thing. China? China, China, China. China. Uh, the CCP. Uh, How we, do you say his name? I don't even. I, Winnie the Pooh. Pong, Ching Pong. Winnie the Pong. Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Okay. So in 2017, 2017, the CCP started on a 10 year project to translate the Bible into their version of Chinese. Communism. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, they're also going to rewrite the Quran and other sacred texts mm -hmm. as part of Xi Jinping's quest to make the, as, as it says, to make the faithful serve the party rather than God. That's what the article said. Okay. Yeah. Um, at the 19th party Congress, 19th party being the CCP party. Okay. okay Congress chairman Z declared, we will insist on the sinization of Chinese religions and provide active guidance for religion and socialism to go coexist. Now, what does that mean? What does sinization? I, I, I can't I even say it. I can't even say it right. It's S I N. I C I Z A T I O N. Um, it's also can be, you know, you could say the word synthesize. Hmm. Synthesization. Yeah. 
What's that mean? I don't know. Make Chinese in character or form. Wait, what? That's all it means. That's all it means? Yeah. To make it Chinese. Okay. Um, that's, that's what they want to do, right? So we don't know much about it yet, but this is a thing to watch out as we go through, right? But however, however, there was recently published a Chinese moral book that was part of a law course okay. for lawyers in China. Mm. And they had in it, they had in it one part of the translation. Oh, and this is the part is that, this... this is the part that's starting to make people go, uh oh. Okay. So here's what I'd like you to do, Aaron. Bible translation of choice. Pull up John eight, seven through eleven. John eight, seven through eleven. Mm-hmm. And once you found it, go ahead and read it. Okay. John 8, 7. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and said said to them, let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. But when they had heard it, they went away one by one, beginning with the older ones and Jesus was left alone with the woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, no one Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you go. And from now on sin no more. Okay. Yep. So where this is going. All right. The CCP version. Changes just a little bit, okay? <laughs> Some minor details. <clears throat> Jesus once said to the angry crowd who was trying to stone a woman who had sinned, He who is without sin among you, let him cast a stone at her. When his words came to their ears, they stopped moving forward. When everyone went out, Jesus stoned the woman himself and said, I am also a sinner. I was like, uh, it's funny how like drastic that changes. It's like they try and follow it a little bit at the beginning. Yep. And then it's just like, nah, don't even try. (sighs) I am also a sinner. Yep. Uh, And this comes shortly after it was reported that local CCP officials forced Protestant churches in China to replace the 10 commandments with Xi Jinping quotes. So, for example, instead of thou shalt have no other God before me, we all know that commandment, right? It became resolutely guard against the infiltration of Western ideology. Ideology. (laughs) Yeah. What the heck? As this news article wrote, it said, let me translate, Xi Jinping has no problem with the first commandment just so long as he and the CCP are playing the role of God. Yeah. Uh, in 2018, the Vatican agreed to allow the CCP to select Catholic bishops in China in exchange for vague reassurance of safety for some Catholic 
congregations, which were immediately abrogated. All right. I don't know what that word means. <laughs> you don't know what, what you don't know what abrogated means? I do not know what the word abrogated means. I'm well, so all right. So how was it even used? To be done away with. Okay. So in other words, that you know the Catholic Church gave in and said, Oh yeah, we'll let you do this as long as you protect you know our people. Our people, and then yeah. immediately they said, No, we're, we're not. Uh, there are, it's also reported that the CCP is also looking for, to try to figure out how to select the next Dalai Lama, you know, which is sacred in Tibetan Buddhism. Man, China, oh. So we got three examples of three bad translations. We got the AI translation, which is just oh, bad. We have the single person translation Brian. over a committee who says he received visions from heaven. And, and tried to steal a book. And tried to steal while he was in heaven. <laughs> was yeah. tempted to steal while he was in heaven. What a fool. And who added a chapter onto a book of the Bible. Yeah. Uh, see Revelation. Well, that's what he's... Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, and then we have the state control trying to control what... China. Is, is put there. Man, that's... Uh, man, I wish... I could not buy anything from China. I wish. Yeah, That's you wish. so but... infuriating. Man, it's time to take the war to the front doorstep. Let's go. You might have to go across the Mariana Trench first. <laughs> the Mariana's Trench? No, <laughs> sir. It is <laughs> the, the Mariana, Mariana Trench. trench. <laughs> I am sorry that your precious Jake doesn't know how to speak English. <laughs> fair enough <laughs> man <sighs> but i mean in, in china it's already hard enough to get a bible as yes is. right so this was reported in 2022 yeah in april last year so april 2021 four christians were sentenced to 13 years in prison for running a business that sold what what a bible no. bible audio players bible audio players so in audio form yeah 13 years wow yeah and the thing is like that little thing there that they added on to it right i am also a sinner yeah that negates everything that christ did on the cross then yeah he's he's no better than any of us it makes the CCP party the ultimate authority and the ultimate winners in that regard. Just can't wait until that, I guess, <laughs> their ideology becomes a thing here. And you know what? People will embrace it wholeheartedly, just like they embrace uh, things like the Passion Translation and that. And the the pirate one you can kind of laugh at and look at as as a horrible just, a, just whatever. Yeah. Stuff like the passion translation is bad. Yeah. Um there were certain let's say large scale artists that used to endorse the passion translation. Yeah. Like I think Michael W. Smith was one as well. Ooh. Like he you did, right? And then let let me validate to make sure I'm saying this okay. right. 
Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So he did endorse it, right? But, and this was in June of 2023. So real recently. Oh, yeah, really recent. uh, He removed that endorsement. Good. Hey, Michael, don't, don't, don't get caught up with that. So, I mean, thankfully, people are kind of like waking up a little bit, but right. at the same time, you're like, mm, that's not good. That's not good at all. So, um, and there's some concerning things here. Like, for example, people who are endorsing it, uh, Bobby Houston, who is the co founder of Hillsong Church. Ooh. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, that that like that is um uh, uh pastor and founder at Jesus Culture. I used to like them. I think Jesus Culture the church, not Jesus Culture the band. Banding, well, is that different? It might be. Because okay. uh, it says founding and pastor of Jesus Culture. I, I don't think it's the band in that regard. Okay. Um, Jake Hamilton, singer, songwriter, worship leader. Yeah, they def they definitely did remove uh, W. Smith. Okay. But okay. there's a bunch of pastors, worship leaders, uh, all that. If you look under their endorsements page, on the passion. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay. Dang. So, and like, if you go to their website, you know what their tagline is? I don't. Fuel your passion. Hmm. That's not open-ended at all. No, not at all. And if you do go on their site, they do have uh, version comparisons. Yeah. So you can compare right on their website between the Passion and other ones. Okay. (laughs) But of course, (laughs) of course, they're probably going to look real nice for them, right? Oh, absolutely. They're not going to be some of these other ones that are just obvious. Yeah, can we find that uh, chapter 22 in John anywhere? <laughs> Remember, he said, I don't have it yet. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I wonder why you don't have it yet. But, yeah, so um, those are three translations to stay away from greatly. Yeah. Yeah, and all the more reason to... Because <laughs> really do some research and like, I guess from, I mean, thinking about who endorses the the passion translation, got to be really looking and be careful as to what you're taking in and from who. And that's, yeah, exactly. And that applies to, um, you know, pastors that you listen to and everything. Yeah. 
saying that's <laughs> I, I I now granted any pastor can say this. Yeah. But for the most part, like if I hear a pastor say, Don't just trust, don't just take my word for it, do your I mean, we're obviously supposed to be doing our own reading and studying to make sure that what the pastor is also feeding us on a Sunday morning is in line with God's word. So when pastors say, don't just take my word for it, I'm like, cool. To, to some degree, I'll be more inclined to have more trust for you, but anybody can just say that. Right. And... Ah, uh, man. All right. Well, There's a lot of crazy stuff going on. That there is, sir. That there is. And it's just going to get worse. Yay. <laughs> Isn't it so exciting? But I guess, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious as to, I guess, depending on how Lord this allows me to live, I wonder how far it's going to get in my, my lifetime. Oh, it's going to get even crazier for you. Yay oh, I know it's going to get even crazier, but like, I wonder like how far it's going to go. Like, I don't know. Would you want to stick around until the end times? So are you assuming I'm, that I'm, I'm a mid or post millennial? I know that's where, that's, uh, I, that's where I don't even know. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even know. That, that's, that's making an assumption that I'm a mid post uh, millennial, not pre millennial. Wait. Or, or pre-trib. Pre-trib. I was like, wait, what? pre-trib. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Pre-trib. Sometimes you can say pre-trib, or you can say millennial. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. like the millennium. I'm not saying millennial like the age group. I'm saying millennium, yeah. like the thousand okay. year yeah. reign. I was like, what? thousand years. Uh, so there, there yeah. Oh, there's <laughs> there's some things there, but yeah. Because if, if I stay until you know that happens, well, then when that happens okay i mean <laughs> yeah uh, where i'm at personally i'm i'm pre-trib pre-mill uh trip pre-mill so that way like the you know the rapture will occur before, before all of that so like i won't see it anyway right i wonder like are are the people from heaven gonna see this go down or are they just gonna i mean there's a lot there that i don't know and you know what we'll have to find out later once we're dang gone. <laughs> so. Or if it happens. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, do you have anything else to add, sir? This is, uh, man, just makes it all the more. It has more of a motivation and push to really, I don't know, start digging in even more and more and more. thought I was slowly starting to get, <laughs> especially with going to like a, the Tuesday night stuff and just getting more involved in church in general. There's been a lot of, which I'm thankful for, but just, I guess more to some degree, like convictions and thoughts just put on my mind about put on all this. And it's like, it's time to get down to business sort of thing. Almost. Or no, just, yeah, that, Man, yeah, we gotta be, we gotta be careful. Gotta be careful. 
That is for sure. All right. What then. about you? I got nothing else to add, man. We we covered three really bad ones, and um, <laughs> yeah, I've, for real. We're we're gonna be yeah. It's gonna get even worse, unfortunately. But all right. So we got the light fluff out of the way for the month. Now it's time for the deep, heavy stuff. Oh no! <laughs> that that that's Aaron's sign that he is already an energized and ready to go, and he's ready to tussle with the thoughts, and he's ready to tussle with the book. No. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time. Catch you later.